All right, guys, it's time for the next level guy show. A men's interview, interest, and improvement-focused podcast featuring interviews with the greats from all industries to help you better your life. Each week, a new episode features an interview with one of the greats covering all aspects of their story, from life hacks to tips and protocols that have allowed them to live life on the next level. We then highlight concrete action steps that you can use to improve your life. And now, your host, Ian Dawson McKay. His guest is Mike Greenfield. Mike is a founder of Pro Home Cooks, where you can join over 2.5 million home cooks on YouTube. Mike has been on a mission to spread his passion of home cooking through educational and entertaining digital food content. Through his YouTube channel, he inspires people to overcome their fears of the kitchen and take back the art of cooking. Mike believes that cooking is an intrinsic part of life, but unfortunately it has lost a lot of its value in our current culture. By creating a stronger cooking foundation in your life, you'll be able to provide for the people you love, live a healthier lifestyle, and connect more deeply to yourself. With engaging video content and an educational platform, Mike spreads his message of empowerment in the kitchen and is growing a global movement of pro-home cooks. And in this interview, we discuss cooking hacks, the equipment that you need to start, levelling up food, the use of spices and herbs, meal prepping, and so much more. And now, let's get to this interview. Thank you so much for doing this, Mike. I'm a massive fan of yours. Now, originally I found you through your enemies, the Sorted Food Guys, while you did a, you did your reply to them about the Philly cheesesteak video. And I've been a massive fan of yours since I found you. But for maybe for people who don't know you, maybe don't know your brand, could you just give a quick intro? Um, you know, say you had like 30 seconds between floors and an elevator just to give your sales pitch. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's interesting that you found me through like a, uh, a sort of um, competition video. I like that. I've never heard that. But yeah, my name is Mike G. I've been putting out uh, food-related um, entertainment and educational content on the internet for about 10 years. I have a YouTube channel called Pro Home Cooks, and I also have a university called Pro Home Cooks University. Um, and my goal is to really just break people free of their fears of the kitchen so they can find their own unique way uh, as cooks because there are no rules in the kitchen. It's about surviving and cooking for you know the people around you as home cooks. And I just try to uh, support people on that journey. I mean, it's really interesting because when you go into your site, I was thinking, how have I missed this? There's so much amazing videos there. And you make cooking fun again. And I was thinking, okay, it's another cooking vlog. 10 minutes in, I'm taking notes thinking I can make this. And, oh, that's an amazing idea. I've never thought about that. You've got a really amazing way behind the camera. But I didn't know that you had a background in MTV, that you had done all these amazing things. But where did that initial spark come from? You mentioned in a vlog that it was you went when you went to Australia, you got this spark for cooking. Is that still the case or was there something in childhood that built your interest? Yeah, no, I never did much cooking growing up. There was a little bit, uh, you know, making a few things here and there. Um, I was on a path 
as a builder. Um, I went to school for architecture and that was sort of my first dream. I liked to work with my hands and I grew up in the workshop. And when I went to Australia to study abroad there, that was just the first time I really traveled outside of, you know, my, my comfort zone, my bubble for the first time in my life. I was just away from the way I grew up and I, I got a different perspective on life. So something kind of snapped in me. I think really it was seeing people in Australia. It's just a little more, um, I don't know, it's a little more socialist there and people, people, are are putting life first i would say to a higher degree compared to putting work first as you see here in the states um and i love working um but it was kind of what i needed to to again just kind of snap out of of thinking that things needed to be a certain way and i needed to be on this path and at the time i was cooking and getting into it um again nothing kind of crazy but I was developing a passion. And then when I got back from Australia, I realized that I actually liked cooking. When I looked at what I enjoyed, I enjoyed cooking and I thought I was better at cooking than I was at, say, building and studying <laughs> for sure, because I never loved school. And um, yeah, it kind of took over from there. Once I realized that this is what I, I enjoyed the most and I enjoyed doing it for people, I started cooking for people more too. And that was a big spark as well. That's when it, it all just sparked. And I was actually learning how to do it. A lot, of, uh, a lot of my teachings in the beginning were from food TV. So I think naturally I was, I was watching this stuff and thinking, oh, this is pretty cool. I like how people are inspiring others and I could kind of envision myself doing it in a, a unique way. So can you remember that sort of first thing that you cooked that went from, okay, this is something I'm just going to eat to actually that's it. You know, was there a first meal that kind of set your interest alight or was it just that intrinsic sort of value of cooking and enjoying it and seeing other people enjoying the art that you create? So I've actually analyzed this before um, for video. And the first thing that I ever saw, you know, the first food element that I ever saw um, cooked that really sparked my interest was my dad used to just make, I just put a video out on this actually. My dad used to make uh, bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches. And, you know, for whatever reason, I think it was his, my dad was also a builder. He was a doctor, but in his ho his hobby was was building. He didn't cook, but when he made mm -hmm. an egg sandwich, he did it with such precision um, and skill and art. That was the first time I really related cooking um, to art um, and, and and skill because my mom cooked and she made food for the family, but she didn't love it. So I was like, oh, you just kind of make food and you put it on the table and that's what you do. And then when I saw my dad making this, I, I, I connected those things together. I'm like, oh, you can, you can put skill into this and you can put a little art um, and it can transform into something special. And then the other side, first I had to connect that element. The other side was when I served that for people. So literally, you know, I'd have like 10 kids for a sleepover party or something for my birthday. And I would be upstairs at, at early making them all egg sandwiches. 
And then I connected the other side of cooking that I really liked, which was um, the feeling of serving people food. Um, so it was those two things together that that was the initial spark early on of like, oh, okay, I, there's an art form to this that I like. And then I really enjoy um, the reaction and actually serving people and, and um, the, the emotions that come from that. I love that because one of your comments, and I can't remember which video it was, the, the commenter said, you create like Bob Ross. It's almost like you paint the food together. You construct it like art rather than just mm. slap it together and that's the end of it. So do you think the because you never actually formally trained, um, like, you know, go to a restaurant or anything like that, do you think that's actually helped you because it's allowed you to become a better cook? You've not been kind of constricted by you know, you have to do the French practices, you have to do like whichever kind of kitchen you were going to be in. It's allowed you to be so free and expressive because you cover so much in your videos and it's like you're a dab hand at everything. And do you think that's actually yeah. helped you not going through the formal training route? Great question. I actually, I, I went on Chopped like seven years ago and I remember, um, what's his name? Aron Sanchez uh, was the judge and he he was, you know, he could see that I had talent, um, but he told me, he was like, you know, you have talent, but you should go work under a chef and like really learn some shit, you know, because he clearly knew that <laughs> I was also lacking a lot of skills. Um, and he was right. In, in one case, I was definitely, you know, lacking some skills, but I never was going to take that path. Um, and what it's helped is sort of refine my philosophy on food. And um, at least for me, I've gone on this journey completely to the other side of proper education into this world of home cooking. And as I, as I dive deeper into that world, I realize that so much of the fear of cooking gets passed down from the other side. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with proper training and culinary school and all of these things. Um, but a lot of the fear does get passed down from that because there's this idea that cooking has to be a certain way and um, you you have to have certain skills to produce produce good food, which isn't true. Like if you, if yeah, if you're serving people at a restaurant and you, um, they're paying you <laughs> and you need consistency and these things that are required from being a chef at a restaurant, it, it might be good to have those skills, although that's changing a lot too. Uh, but as a home cook, it's like, what are our goals? You know, provide food for ourselves and our family and our friends and do it at a level that's decent, at least decent to great. Um, and to do that, you don't need, those skills. So for me, I, I've gone deeper into that world and continue to try to break it down. So it's helped me. It's helped me kind of find my philosophy on cooking, which helps spread, you know, inspiration to other people. Um, but everything has, you know, a, a downside as well. And I think some of uh, some of those skills obviously would be helpful with my cooking. But again, it's like, <laughs> I'm cooking pretty damn good food and I, I didn't need to go to school for it. 
Well, when I look at what you produce, it's far more appetizing. It's far more sort of enticing than when you see some of these supposedly master technicians, you know. And I think sometimes they get so so restricted by their training that they have to sort of live up to some sort of level of expectations, whereas you're just creating food for the love of it. And I think sometimes that's a lot better. And to be honest, your stuff is a lot nicer looking. And I've learned <laughs> more you. about it. You know, I see like MasterChef. I um, I don't know if you would watch like the US version, but over here it's almost like it's not so much what you cook; it's what puts on the plate. It's how you put it on the plate, and I think that's what a, a lot of people kind of go. No, too much work. Can't be bothered with that. Do you think that's why a lot of men are so just fed up of the kitchen? You know, it seems like a lot of work, a lot of tidying up, and you can just order a takeaway and it comes to your door. You know, how do we yeah. reverse that and encourage men to cook? Yeah, I think um, that's exact. That's part of what I've seen. Uh, I actually just worked on an entire new course called Conquer the Kitchen, and it was really breaking down, like you said, reversing that. that that's kind of been my goal is to reverse those ideas. Um, because when you get into the kitchen, I think a lot of people look at it as a chore and for some people it is, you know, you can't reverse that because cooking is just, some people don't like working with their hands or um, they just don't have an attraction to making food, which is fine. It's not for everyone, but then there are a lot of people that do have the potential, but I think they get into the kitchen and it's either look, it's looked upon as a chore or there's just certain fears there. They're just not free. Because it's like you said, it has to be a certain way. You have to have certain skills. And I think if that is reversed a bit and you go into that kitchen and you feel a little more in control, then um, cooking becomes fun again. So reversing that is a, is a challenge, but that kind of is my, my sort of uh, professional goal. Because it's definitely something I struggled with. You know, like when I went down the self-improvement route i was like i'm gonna do this do that the kitchen was always one of those okay yeah we'll, we'll come to it we'll we'll think about it how do you start that with somebody because you've got it's not so much just what you produce and you know how cool your videos are and how modern and you know how amazing it looks but you also teach people like you know how to break down various skills how to learn and develop within making one meal so, you know, it's you're not setting people all these lofty, oh, let's go learn this style of patisserie making. Let's go, you know, you kind of keep it small and you build it. And it's all staying, and especially it's staying in my head. And I'm a big six-foot guy. And I was like, I can be dainty. I can make those little adaptations. And I'm understanding what he means by, like, changes to the palate developments and all these sort of things. Um, so how do you start working with somebody? You know, what would like, is there a first step that you would do on your course to get a newbie into just giving cooking a try? Yeah, I mean, the first step um, is is really like the first section of my course is more about just philosophy and kind of getting your mind right, because you you've got to break down some of those initial fears. Like the first thing is, you know, really understanding that cooking doesn't need to be a certain way. And I think once you truly accept that, it's easy to hear that, but if you truly accept that, that might be the first 
wall that needs to be broken down before you you start feeling good in there. So before skills are even taught, it's it's very helpful because if you're you know stuck in recipes and um, that's just the way you're you're kind of living, that's just who you are at that point. You got to break that down first. It's not about the skills you're going to learn in these things. It's just understanding that you don't need a recipe to to make good food. So it starts with philosophy, really. And I I my, you know my videos and my courses, a lot of it is just kind of spreading that, pushing that on people until maybe they start feeling a little better to get in there. Um, and then, of course, it's a mix of that and actual skills and understanding. it. And I think you really nailed it because there's so much content on the Internet. There's so many recipes. Um, so, one, you have to stand out as a creator. But for me, I do like taking a different approach where I, I'm not teaching recipes I'm teaching you more skills and more knowledge within a meal. So then you have access to take that and apply them to other foods. Because once you have this set of, that's all cooking is. It's just like, you've got a set of skills and knowledge of different um, ingredients that go together, cuisines, and then you can start applying that to everything. And I think that's one thing about, you know, sort of traditional cuisine is that they, they, you know, you could be stuck thinking that if cooking needs to be a certain way, I can't apply my skills into this other cuisine or take these ingredients. Everything in cooking is is stolen. You know, it's all just passed down knowledge that's transferred around. That's so to say that this is the exact recipe, you know, and this is the way it has to be is an absurd concept because that was taken from somewhere that was adapted through multiple people immigrating to one place and create like it's all just a mess and now we live in a world that's different where we can get all of these ingredients we have access to information that we've never had before for all of these cuisines so for me it's like all right applying the knowledge i have to the ingredients i have available to make anything i want because when i first started well I'd say attempting to eat better. I bought a couple of spices and I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to try a bit of like cumin in that with the, the pork. I'll try a bit of chili flakes and the beans. You know, I just wanted to see. How, and I was kind of like, yeah. oh, this is really good. But then it comes down to what you have and what you're already making. But I really like the idea of like coming onto somewhere like yours, your channel, where you kind of say, oh, this would also be good with this. And because you help somebody level up a dish, step by step that can become like their special meal that they pull out to impress their parents or their family but then you think i'll watch another video and before you know it you've gone through multiple cuisines you're entire you want to buy the courses it's you have a very you have an amazing sort of presentation skill and you know where does this teaching ability come from because i came away thinking i could sit and listen to this guy for hours you know it's you made me feel entertained and excited about cooking is this natural to you? Have you always had this kind of personality, like I won't say a teacher personality, but where where does that come from, that side of you? Because your presenting skills are really good. Is it just from YouTube and building it? Well, thank you very much. That's nice to hear. Um, as far as presenting skills, so my parents sent me this video of when I was like 12 years old, and it was really funny. I was talking about, it was for a school project and I was talking about, I was, I was played golf at the time 
And I, it was the same, it's like the same exact thing that I do now, which is I was explaining my golf clubs and how they worked the different, you know, the different clubs, the putter, the driver, the irons, and really just like applying what I knew, which was not much, um, and just it, spreading passion, you know, and I think that's kind of what I do now. I saw, I'm like, oh, I've, I've been doing the same thing all my life. For some reason, I just have, um, I have a desire to kind of spread what I'm passionate about. And I think that's the most important thing when I look at it, it's like, I'm just passionate about food. Um, I'm passionate about, you know, whether I'm learning a new thing, whether, I, you know, I was, I, I was one of the first people to start um, doing sort of higher production fermentation videos on YouTube. And at the time I didn't know if people would watch them, but I was passionate about it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk about this. So even though, you know, sometimes I don't, always know exactly i'm not like a total expert i know that i'm passionate about the subject and i think i guess that's what's been most important um so i think there's always been that for some reason i don't know what it is i've just had a desire to kind of spread what i care about and what i'm passionate about as far as teaching skills go i also am just really interested in like for me my videos are always long because I have a problem with containing, I can contain my thoughts, but I can't just give you a recipe and just, you know, move on. For me, I'm like a natural educator, I guess. So I always need to talk more about the stuff. I need to talk more about this and that. I can't just be like, all right, for this smoothie, we're going to put everything in a blender and we're going to blend it up. It's like, I'm going to tell you, you know, why the I put this in and that and why I started on a low speed. Like there's just something in me that I need to express more. Again, that I don't really know, but I guess I'm just a natural educator and I just enjoy it. It probably is also your sort of passion for it. You know, it's the, we feel that passion. We feel that interest. And, you know, it's like when you hear somebody talking about something, it could be the most boring topic in the world, but if they're interested in it and, you can tell they they live it that you know they breathe it. They want you want to listen to it, and because you're also teaching us something that keeps us alive. Because to a lot of people, food is just oh now I've got to cook, now I've got to throw some stuff together yeah. and eat. Even though it's like a fundamental thing, if we don't eat, we will end up severely ill or, or could die from it. And that's what I loved about your sort of mission statement on your site. It's you want to bring back the intrinsic value the the enjoyment from it, not just to eat, but to eat well, to enjoy the art of cooking and the, you know, the socialness um, of it. Don't even know if that socialness is a word, but we'll go with that. Um, Sounds good to me. <laughs> but, what, you know, but when we go into cooking, like I started reading some of these sites and they start talking about all these different skills. And I was like, oh, no idea about those. And, you know, they always needed to have the 300 pound like this or that product. They, they could never seem to just pan, a couple of ingredients, go for it. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's starting out, wanting to improve themselves, maybe has never really cooked, always lived on fast food? Is there basic kits you would advise people to have in? You know, like certain ingredients and certain equipment only they would need. Yeah. This is our minimum. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the best ways to start it's kind of a 
you just you just got I'm gonna write this down as a video idea. Let's see. How to get into cooking. <laughs> that would be a good YouTube video. Um I think I've not, I've, you, it's very rare to see it. There's a lot of cooking channels, but very few of them kind of go, you need that, that, that. It's like how to get into cooking if you, like, what would you say? Like, okay, we're going to develop this idea on the spot. Like, all right, so you're trying to get into cooking if you are, are coming from what situation? Like you hate cooking or you think it's a chore yeah. or. Well, I mean, say um, a lot of my guys that come onto the, the channel are yeah. uh, maybe just leaving home or they're maybe just left university, have no idea how to eat well. They've always gone home to the parents for food and stuff. Mm. And, you know, they've started dating. They want to eat healthier. Maybe they've taken up a sport. And they're just basically thinking, my kitchen's got maybe a pot and a pan and a pizza menu. How do we start saying to them, okay, because I've cooked in friends' houses and there's nothing there. And mine, yeah. I've got the you know, I've colanders, I've got the the ice, the rice cookers. That you've got it up, yeah. Where's where's the minimum that you think? If you said I'll come and buy the stuff with you, what would you give them? You know, it's always interesting because I take I, I put out a video, um, and I think it was it was one of the most successful videos that I ever put out on my channel, and the the it started by the concept came from teaching someone who was in this position. He was over my house and I was teaching him how to cook and he was a complete noob. And I realized how much I took for granted or I take for granted when I cook. Cause like you said, you know, I've got the supplies, I've got all this. Um, so it's always a good reminder of like, you, you know, even for me, I, I can get very, I also just like spreading passion on what I'm doing now. Like, you know, someone like that isn't going to be fermenting miso for a year. <laughs> I can tell you that much, but it's, it's, it's an interesting reminder. And I think to go to kind of think about that person, um, I think an equipment list is a, you know, a good place to start. But even before that, like one of the best ways to learn how to cook is to just kind of pick a cuisine. You know, most people get into cooking by picking one cuisine and just like cooking a dish. A lot of people start on Italian food. A lot of people start on Mexican food. Like some of these cuisines are, you know, just a good starting point. And then you just pick a dish and, you know, you try to learn that dish and kind of build off of that. Um, that's a great way to do it. But to be honest, I'm kind of like now I'm. I'm interested because a lot of the people that I serve right now are at a certain level of cooking and then I'm trying to get them to the next level. Um, maybe someone like you, but it's interesting to think back to the person that's at level zero <laughs> trying to get them to level one. Because for me, I was definitely that person when I first started. Okay. You know, I'd, always, I'd always had the mom so that made- What uh, happened to you? What happened to you? For when I first started, it was it was awful. I mean, it was I would go and try. I would buy a rake of foods and say, "I'm going to do this, this, this," yeah. and then half of it would stay in the fridge, and you'd find it when it was moldy, or you would start trying something, and they would talk of a technique, and you think, "How do I do that?" Oh, uh, right, I'll just throw it in and hope for the best. Or, you know, suddenly you're cutting away, and they would say, 
you know, you need to mince the garlic or, or you know, like cut in a certain way and you think, oh, I don't have a, a good enough knife for that. Yeah. So a lot of times people go to like a, an Argos, like our local shop and they'd say, I'll buy a knife block, I'll buy a chopping board because I see one in my parents' house, a set of three pans, and then suddenly they'll say, but you need to strain the pasta or like, and they go, oh, uh, and they're using a plate to hold it at the end. Uh, and I think it's, you find your way while you're cooking and you get to a certain level where you feel kind of safe. I can make three meals, that'll do. But as you start getting older, you start maybe looking after your kids. You, you know, you've got a wife who's expecting you to do your share of the cooking or, you know, even if you just want to eat healthy. I mean, I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm sure my listeners are probably sick of this, but I know I need to eat better and I can't keep eating the crap that I've been eating. Yeah. So I had to start going, right, I'm going to try this, try that. So I've got four or five meals I'm comfortable on. But I know what you mean is like sometimes you get to a point where you specialize your content so much, you forget the the lowest level person in the room. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, it's different. Like for instance, my course right now that I just developed, the goal was to take someone like you who has four or five meals and break them into a world of unlimited opportunities. So like that, I, I have a better idea. And it's a, you know, it's an intense process. It's not one or two things that you need to know to do that. But as far as level zero to one, um, something I, I have to look into again, if, if I, if I want to go there, <laughs> that's I mean, the question. You know, for me, it was like the other day, um, I was I watched a pasta video and I thought, right, I'm going to go make pasta. So I had to go get a rolling pin. But I mean, you could use other things for it. And then it was like, oh, but I haven't got flour in. And then I was looking at what else can I do with the flour? Oh, right. Yeah. I can go with that, that. And then that opens up the next thing. And I think this is why I like the way I kind of do my site. It's 1% better every day. Yeah. Try that. Oh, that works. Try again. Oh, you made a mistake. Fall back. And that's what I like about your cooking series. It's, you know, here's the 10 steps to learn how to use spices in this one dish. So you're not saying here's 10 things and what do you do with them? And, you know, you're, yeah. you've got tons of leftover spices. You say to them, let's level up this dish till you think it's perfect. Then go and do something else, level that up. And then before you know it, you know, your girlfriend's impressed you can make meals for your in-laws when they come in. There's so much to it, but what would you advise then would be the basics? So say we said to somebody, a couple of pots, some some good knives that you're comfortable with, you know, just some basic like plates and stuff like that. But yeah, what are the skills, you know, basic like say skills, yeah. if you had three or four X, like key skills you would expect them to start learning through your courses what would they be? Because maybe that would serve jaunt the, the the equipment you would need by looking yeah, at the Yeah, no, skill. I mean, the, the equipment's pretty simple. You know, it's, I, I always look at it like I can go into the woods on a camping trip and cook gourmet meals with a cutting board, um, like you know, a, a, sa- a saute pan, a knife, obviously. One chef knife is all you need, a cutting board, a nice like wood cutting board. Um, some type of saute pan, it can be a nonstick, it can be a stainless steel. Nonstick is going to be the easiest for a beginner. Um, stainless steel, you know, these and cast iron, these pans hold up longer, but they're a little harder to use as a beginner. And then you want some type of pot that can hold liquid. Um, it could be a sauce pot, 
or it could be a bigger, I mean, you, you want a sauce pot. And then if you want a, you know, a bigger sort of stock pot for pasta water. So really all you need is like three pots and pans. Um, and that's pretty much going to do it for equipment. I mean, you need like a, a spatula, you know, wooden spatula or rubber spatula or something like that. You can make a lot of stuff with just that. As far as skills go, that's when you start getting into things like, um, you know, salt, like make a stir fry. And that's why I like doing videos like that, where I'll take a dish. And again, like you said, break down all of the elements that it takes to make a stir fry. Because once you can make a stir fry and you can cook a piece of chicken, it's like, oh my God, that means you can do any type of vegetable. Or once you learn how to roast vegetables, then you can do any vegetable. That, that was really how my course was uh, structured giving people these distinct skills of stir frying, of roasting, of searing meat, um, of braising meat, and then giving them the ability to swap out ingredients um, so they can go to the market and feel confident that they can really, you know, look at a vegetable and say, okay, now I have skills. I know skills that I can transform that vegetable into something delicious. So kind of starting with those base skills and just working your way through them. Because I love that video you did of like how to make, how to cook vegetables without it being boring or tasteless, you know? It's, yeah, Because yeah, that's, yeah. the, that's the side thing. And everybody just goes, oh, right, I better put a side on this. All right, I'll heat up a can of corn or like, you know, that's always an afterthought. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know who Tim Ferriss is. So he did yeah. the four hours or work week, et cetera. Well, in his cookbook, he said one of the best ways of learning like your knife skills for cooking is to do it while you're watching TV, you know, and just sit on the chopping board and cut up beans, onions, whatever it is, rather than waiting until you're needing to, you know, like cut your onions and vegetables in a certain way mm. when you've got a dinner party. Remove the pressure, learn the motion, practice, make mistakes at that point. Have you found something like that that works while you're cooking? You know, is there sort of like fail safes that you've noticed that if you said to somebody, if you can't cook vegetables in a certain way, do this. If you can't cook meat well, like, you know, stick it in the oven at this temperature. Have you found any kind of like hacks like that that mm. a beginner can't go wrong almost? Good question. I don't know if I like have simplified food to that level, to be honest, of like this. It's difficult when you've got that passion. Yeah, this one thing will, you know, help you. It's more of like philosophies (laughs) that that can kind of help you of like, you know, just just try things, have fun. Don't be scared of failing. That's going to be the best thing because that's how you're going to learn. Because really cooking is just failing over and over again. Um, until, you know, if you fail, um, and you, when I say fail, it's like, hopefully the food's still edible to some degree, but you, and if you're actually paying attention, most of cooking is pretty intuitive and common sense based. You know, if you, if you overcook a steak and you really think about it, it's like, oh, well, maybe if I lower the flame here, you know, that could, that could, and you just keep trying things and tinkering that would be my best advice for someone who's a beginner. Just, you know, don't be scared to fail, but you also have to pay attention. Cause that's definitely something I do with my own. When I first started, you know, it was kind of like pasta, boiling water, a bit of salt done. 
And then I started thinking, okay, somebody mentioned the you know the Mediterranean folk, they have very salty water in their pasta. Let's try yeah. that. Ah, then I've seen my parents, they've used cream in some pasta sometimes to to level up the the pasta yeah i hate myself for making that pun um but you know and it was that kind of like oh try that try that and if it doesn't work oh no we'll 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 back it up and that's the thing it's like you're saying it's just trial and error because usually it's still edible you know you can always do something with it at the end Um, yeah people are just so you know what i've seen is people they're they they're just there's so much fear in the kitchen and you get stuck in a recipe and a recipe will never give you the ability to just, you know, ha- find your own way in the kitchen. That's the most important thing because, you know, if you get the food for a recipe and then you start making it, well, now you've got leftover ingredients. And then what are you going to do? Make the same recipe over again? Recipes are good for inspiration, but then we need to, to get rid of those ingredients. We don't want to waste food. So we now have to learn how to cook with the stuff that's in our pantry and in our fridge. And that's like, that's a big thing that I talk about. I'm a big proponent of just zero waste in the kitchen and just learning how to adapt and actually use up what you have. Because that was actually going to be my next question was, you seem to take it instead of what do I, how do I make this recipe? You took it into what can we do with this? How can we bring this together? and make a meal from it because i i've done that you buy a ton of stuff you're left yeah. with a bunch of scraps and you go oh do i have to put that in the bin now because i don't know what to do with it or i'll try and you make a rank sort of lunch or something so something i was very keen i really like that philosophy of as much like zero wastage so how do you start planning then for a, you know like a, a week's cooking meal prepping for lunches and stuff because you've got some great videos on how to make your lunches you know like make them exciting how to prep how to plan can you just go into a wee bit about your philosophies then on making a weekly meal plan or you know using like eliminating as much wastage as possible is there a way of encompassing it all together yeah well there's kind of two parts to that i think that the waste thing is its own separate um it's its own separate uh, skill and philosophy. And what I've learned is that, and this took me time to learn, the more that I restrict ingredients um, and yeah, the more I, I restrict my grocery list to a degree of, of kind of breaking free of this idea of, all right, I'm going to go to the market. I'm going to keep going to the market and getting what I'm comfortable with, that I know how to cook, that, you know, that looks good. That's where a lot of creativity um, and new skills and new food, that's where they're born. Um, So that's the zero waste mentality where, you know, I have my initial bulk list of food and bulk items in my fridge and pantry. Now I'm getting towards the end. Rather than be like, all right, I'm getting towards the end. I got to go back to the market. I try to go as long as possible um, with what I have in the fridge because when things start getting tight um, and a bit uncomfortable, that's when you start making new meals and start learning new things. And that took me time because the truth is when we 
you think by going to the market, that's where the inspiration comes of like, wow, I can go to the grocery store and just have endless possibilities, but you end up getting the same things over and over again. You know, we're all guilty of it because humans like comfort. So that's just one thing to keep in mind as a home cook is really kind of push it as far as possible. I don't like wasting food. It's just something that is in me. And it's like a piece of me dies when something gets thrown into the garbage, like food, you know, goes to waste. That's also a big reason why I love fermentation. Um, So that's just something to keep in mind on the zero waste mentality of really pushing it and seeing like, all right, let me actually put some of these pantry items to use that have been sitting in my pantry for two years before they just get thrown away. And then as far as meal planning, like you said, I have a lot of videos on this and this is something that there's a lot to meal planning. Um, I try to break it out of this sort of classic meal prep, which is like the bodybuilder, you know, let's cook like six chicken breasts and, uh, you know, Tupperware, everything. And it's all the same thing. I, I try to break that stigma down a bit. But for me, that is just my life is meal planning because I am, you know, pro home cook number one. That That's what I do for my family is I just prep food all the time and, and survive without, you know, having to order in food. So I'm just always coming up with things, but my best tips really are, you know, prep as much food as you can when you have the time. So if it's on say a Sunday, um, just get to work whenever you have time, just start making food. I'm actually doing a video on Thursday that I'm really excited about. And the idea is how to, you know, making five different things that aren't actual meals, but that are foods that can elevate your meals throughout the week when you don't have a lot of time. So when you do have time, you know, make stock, make a salad dressing, make granola, make a, 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 you know, tomato sauce, make a salsa, all of these elements that you can prep that take some more time. And then all of a sudden during the week, now, you know, I have some vegetables, I stir fry them up real quick and throw a sauce on it. Boom, that's a meal. Or I've got some yogurt. Well, now I've got some homemade granola and I can cut up some fruit. So there's things you can do like that when you have time to that will really benefit you throughout the week. I love that sort of idea. It's not like making meals and that's it. You're making sort of things that could explode the meal. You could make it into something else or like your individual components, because I've tried that, you know, make a big lasagna, a couple of bits off for lunches and dinners. Oh, I'm finished. Now I need to make another three or four meals. And you think, I'll just get pizza in. It'll be easier. And yeah, I like that yeah. idea of... Yeah, I'm writing as as you say this, because that's, that's kind of giving me like the, the intro to this, the video, which is like what you're saying of, I think people who get stuck in the mindset of, meals i have to make meals that can lead to what you just talked about where it's like all right well now i'm bored now what do i do whereas if you have elements you know then you can open yourself up because when you're mentioning that just now i was thinking right i could do that i could do that i could have always got that in i could make that yeah and that's what i mean about your videos it's like you just put the idea out there you don't kind of force it down. You don't say, this is how you have to do it. And then people go, okay, I'm going to try that. Because something I always, I used to walk past like food markets and I think, no, no, I'll, I'll buy chicken from Tesco or like our, our local supplier because it's safer. 
so I mean, you know, would you recommend somebody going to their local butcher, their fishmonger, and just saying, "I don't know what I'm doing. Can you suggest something? How would you cook it?" You know, is is that the best way of just baby stepping it? I mean, somebody like me that can make, you know some decent meals on some, yeah, you know, I can feed myself. But yeah. is that the thing? Just make it, take a step. Oh, take a step back. I made a mistake. Step back, yeah. go forward, go forward. Is there a way, you know, because when you go to the market sometimes and people say, oh, buy this, and I'm left with a lump of it and I go, now what do I do? But I like your, your suggestion to the elements. So how do we then take this a step further? Is it going to like the butcher and saying, I buy this, would you rec- what would you recommend? Yeah, I or mean, that's it- always a wonderful way to go about it. Uh, I'm a big proponent for local shopping and you know going to your butcher rather than just your grocery store because you go to the butcher, they they can help you out. Um, they have the knowledge. You go to your local farmers market, um, whatever it is, you know you talk to the farmers and ask them how to cook something. People don't have enough of those connections and they're just scared to talk. They're just scared in general. You know, there's so much stigma when it comes to cooking that people just have this fear that they can't ask for help. Um, And I'm asking all the time. I go into the butcher and it's like, these people know way more about meat than than I know. So that is a that is definitely a great place to start. it, you know, in my course, it's it's kind of all about building up the techniques and the skills so you can go to the butcher and to the grocery store and feel confident because if you learn those certain skills, roasting and sauteing, it's like you can do that with any vegetable. So once you learn that, then I, I try to let the the ingredient do the inspiring. So rather than like prepping out you know, exactly my grocery list or whatever, I'll just go to the market and and see what's looking, well, not so much during Corona, but um, I'll see what's looking good and um, just kind of take, I know, I know a lot of people can't do that, uh, but that's the level I try to get people on is where you can start letting the, the ingredients do the inspiration where you go and it's like, oh, wow, look at that. You know, that, that's interesting. I'll, I'll try that out. I really like that because that's where I got the inspiration from your videos. It was kind of looking going, oh, he's not buying four chicken breasts because he's doing this with them. He's going to do that with them and he's going to, oh, you could do this with it. And suddenly, oh, that. And then when you see about the skills, you know, the like the 10 skills for using spices, for example, when you did the Turkish food, then it was like, Ah, that would work well with that bit of, you know, turkey that I've got time to do with. And oh, and I like that it's the elements of, you know, you're letting the food inspire you. And then you're thinking, okay, that skill could do that and then link to that. And it, it's all quite, it's got quite a sort of a link to it. Have you found that the different cuisines that you're cooking, like, you know, Indian, Italian, etc., is there commonalities in them that if you know these sort of set of skills and you know how to use these sort of ingredients, you can then cook majority of that cuisine can yeah, it no, be that level? that's that's a great that's why i kind of mentioned before as a beginner is just learning cuisines that is the best way to learn how to cook because it's exactly what happens is you start 
picking up every cuisine has their own set of skills, their own set of ingredients and certain flavor combinations that they use. And what I like to do is study those, but not be restricted to those. Of course, that's why you see in the channel, I cook everything because once I learn how to cook Indian food properly and I learn the way they use spices and they make curries you know, why can't I bring that into American cuisine? And why can't I, you know, why can't I use the ingredients that I have and adapt it to, you know, Indian skills? And that's, that's such a great way to learn how to cook and to just keep developing and refining your skills. That's pretty much how I've built up my database of knowledge is just doing that exact thing. I'm just learning different cuisines and, and studying them and figuring out their flavor combinations and then just applying it to what I have. It's time for a quick break. There are millions of potential products to buy. So how do you know which ones are worth your hard-earned money? Simple. You go to nextlevelguy.com affiliates and explore those that will transform and improve your life. You'll find deals, listener exclusives, and special offers with some great companies. Recommendations are 100% honest and only on items Ian has tried or believes in. The companies showcased will make you a better man in all areas of your life. Simply go to nextlevelguy.com slash affiliates and level up. That's a great answer because that's the thing. You cook with a recipe, it's very restrictive. Yeah. You... you you use a skill or you know oh that's such and such and i want to go like you know i may be interested in indian food oh i can do that but why can't i mix that with that technique and then see how it works and i mean at the end of the day it's one meal you know it's people assume cooking is going to be expensive you've got to buy hundreds of pounds worth of equipment you've got to have all these things prepped and special knives and stuff do you think that's just a silly way of looking at Surely you can just cook just as well with some bargain basement meats and, you know, a cheap knife and stuff like that. It's about what you do with the food and the love you put into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the idea of cooking being expensive is kind of ridiculous because, you know, <laughs> you go to, you start ordering out all the time. That's expensive. You start going to restaurants all the time. That's when it adds up. You know, I can go to a restaurant once a week and that's, you know, my groceries for the entire week. So to me, that argument, I think it's a good excuse not to cook, but I think it's kind of ridiculous. And maybe it's from people who start and they, they are wasting ingredients and they don't know what to do. And, but again, when you actually learn how to, to, how to cook and you learn how to use up things, it's, it's how you save money, actually. At least that's what I found. Um, so I think that's a bit crazy. It's also that sort of like, it's almost like an immaturity in a way. You know, it's it's safer just to order in. It's safer to do the recipe your mother gave you because you don't want to take a chance. And it's overcoming that fear, that risk mm. of like, if it goes wrong, so what? I mean, the first day I made, um, well, I got, uh, like one of my first loves, I made uh, was it a stir fry and I overcooked the meat. And, you know, after years, she suddenly mentioned it. And I didn't at the time know. And of course, I was just so enamored by the whole process. Yeah. And I had, put, I had put some extra herbs and stuff and thought, oh, I'm this is all fancy. And all she could remember was about the 
what we had done at the time. Like, you know, what uh, we'd gone for a walk afterwards and stuff like that. And she went, oh, yeah, you burnt the meat. Big whoop. You know, <laughs> it was just, and I thought it was all had been, I was stressed about the meal. And all, you know, and I think that's the thing is we get too wrapped up in it sometimes. We don't know yeah. when to step back and when to make it fun. So what about things like vegetables, sides, and stuff like that? What Do you have go-to things that you think we should have in that just mm. go with anything? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I really think it comes down to, again, kind of learning those skills, learning how to properly roast vegetables, learning how to saute things. Like last night, you know, I was I – was, Actually, the last few nights I've been making the same thing because I've been having like a salad for lunch and, you know, I put some protein in there. So it's a bit of a, a heavier salad. And then at night I just want something vegetarian and I've just been sauteing. I have this teriyaki sauce so you can buy it. You can make it from scratch. And it's my next video actually on teriyaki. But I, I just sauteed some vegetables and made a stir fry with like green beans and collard greens, like random vegetables that I had in my fridge. And then I've served it over rice with some teriyaki sauce and it's been a great dinner. So it's just learning kind of those base skills, how to roast vegetables properly, how to saute. And um, once you have those, it's like, you know, that can lead into so many dishes throughout the week. You're making me hungry and I've already had my dinner. <laughs> you know, it's like... Ah. That's what I really like about it is because a lot of the questions I had, like I could tell from my way of thinking about food is, okay, how do we prep this? What do we need to have in? What equipment? Where you're, because you understand the freedom that having a certain range of skills and a certain understanding of food or, you know, of what the food can do, it lets you have a kind of more open way of looking at it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I'm probably at like beginner level looking at food where you're kind of going, no, you don't even need to worry about that because that, if you learn how to do this technique, it can actually let you do that to any kind of vegetable or whatever. And it's, it's quite interesting when I speak to somebody who lives their passion and they kind of go, well, why would you not try that with that? What, you know, and I'm sitting there going, what do you mean? It's an (laughs) interesting connections. Uh, you know, I can see how your brain is starting to make those connections between cuisines and um, and different ingredients and things like that. So I can tell you're kind of, you know, wherever you're at, you're you're getting to that next level. I mean, food is definitely something where it's a big part of our lives. We have to use it to eat it. And it's just sad that a lot of people think, yeah, that's just too much for me. But when can you go too far with food? Is this when you get to the point of you're worrying about how it looks and oh my you know my souffle hasn't risen exactly how I want it and oh I didn't put crumbs around the outside um you know I didn't use my granola in this sauce or it's not th- you know when do you know to back it off and just relive the fun and put the the enjoyment back into it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me. Um... I think it's it's reminding myself that like there is no proper way because sometimes I get too carried away with it it being a certain way in my videos and it's like I'm looking things up and it's you know and then I'm like well is this really how I cook you know at home when I'm throwing together a dinner am I like concerned that 
you know, this, this cooked a little too long or I'm using the wrong pot or pan or something like that. Um, so for me, it's always just a reminder of, of like, listen, you know, we're trying to survive here. This is caveman stuff, you know, (laughs) ultimately at the end of the day, we've got to just provide some food that hopefully is somewhat enjoyable. Um, and it doesn't need to be too complex, but of course you can take it to whatever level you want and make it as delicious as you want. And as pretty as you want, it's totally up to you. But I like giving my myself that reminder just as a teacher of like, all right, back it off a little bit. You know, it doesn't need to be a certain way. So what you I mean, you did an amazing video. I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name. Um, it was when you were cooking a Turkish meal and it was a 10 way, the 10 skills for spices. Yeah. And it was a barnacles of, it got off the head, but Bur- burlap and barrel, the spice guys. Ah, uh, it's, I don't know why I wanted to say burn stuck away. <laughs> spices, because I found that they could just change a dish completely. Yeah. Is there a beginner's few basic things? Because everybody thinks oh, cumin, because they've heard of that. Oh, some chili flakes. You know, what? because you've got like an extensive and a beautiful setup in your kitchen with hundreds of different kinds. But what would you say, if I was to go and buy five general use ones to get me going, is there such yeah. a list? It really depends on the type of cuisine that you like. Again, it kind of comes back to learning a cuisine because when it comes to Italian food or Mexican food, those those cuisines are really based off fresh ingredients. So they're not using so many spices. But then if you get into Indian food and Middle Eastern and, and Mediterranean, you, you know, you've got more spices in your food. So for me, generally, when I'm using a lot of spices, it's going to be those types of cuisines. Um, so for like, you know, a great base of say Indian spices, I love having cardamom, coriander, uh, cumin seed, um, fennel seeds, like, you know, I, okay. If I were to give you my base, the ones I use the most, I would say cardamom, cumin, and coriander, those three spices you can do a lot. And maybe like some dried chilies cause you need some spice. Actually, you, ah, you definitely need some heat in life. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so from all this, I mean, you've done a wide room. I, mean, I can't believe how quickly this has gone. I've still got hundreds of questions. So <laughs> I'd love to have you back on. But yeah, definitely. For, it's, there's so many sort of basic things I was going to go into and I realized how deep it was going. So I'm trying to keep it sort of general in this area. But what's your sort of go-to meal? You know, say you had... 15 minutes 20 minutes before you had to make a video is there a quick snack you would make you know say people working from home or when you're editing videos what what would you advise is a healthy snack snack or like meal um yeah if you've got either or both yeah no i mean um i have a section in my course because you know i teach people how to do um I teach all the the heavy skills on vegetables and meat. And then the final section is my 30 minute meal plan. And it's all about just, you know, most of the time we, we are throwing to meal, throwing meals together pretty quickly. Um, mm. And we don't have a weekend to just, you know, spend two hours slow cooking something or whatever. So my go-tos, I make a lot of 
banana style baked goods and pancakes and muffins. Um, those are pretty quick to come together. I make a lot of noodle soups. You know, if you have stock, you can make like a, a quick sort of ramen or pho. Um, those are really simple to make. Um, I do stir fries all the time. You know, stir fries are so simple to, to bring together. Just roasted vegetables are great. Um, I, you know, I, I'll use my air fryer and I'll just make some fries and I'll eat that for dinner. No joke. Or some chicken wings and fries. <laughs> That's been a dinner, especially as I have a, a baby now, you know, I, I've got, I've got to make meals quick. So I think that's actually on, on the, the meal uh, that's on the menu tonight is just some wings. Well, I can tell you that after watching your videos using the air fryer, um, you, I, I can't remember which ones, but you made a quite a few, you actually got me to go buy an air fryer. You know, it was just, I thought, that is brilliant. I can go and use that. I can make that, that, and that. And they're like, actually yep, great. Yep. You know, they're just mini con- mini convection ovens, but they they heat up quicker. Um, they make your they they cook a little quicker. So great for home cooks. I was skeptical at first, but I, I use air fryers all the time. Now, th- one of the things I did want to talk to you about was the Brothers Green initially before that transition to the pro pro home cooks. I mean, you you shot to fame with your brother. You went on to MTV. You know that must have been amazing to have a show on MTV. After your brother decided to, you know, to go and you know go after his creative dream, and you carried on with the channel, how did you overcome the fear of that? That initial step of thinking, I'm going to take this channel. I want an. What do you want the evolution of the channel to be? Yeah, I have a whole sort of series on this on the channel because there was a lot to it. You know, it wasn't like an overnight thing. I was kind of thinking about it and breaking through fears for at least a year. Um, You know, I always when anyone's going through some type of career transition or life transition, there's no overnight switch. These things take time. They could take years. They could take months. Um, So for me, it was a very long process of of dealing with um dealing with an identity that i i'm kind of going through one right now to be honest um you know we all it's part of life you get you get hooked into certain identities because you need to it by necessity you've got to attach yourself to certain things to be successful and then they don't have much value for you as you grow and then you have to break that identity so for me, it was kind of breaking who I thought I was, uh, you know, with Brothers Green and and looking at myself as who I who I am now. Um, years later, uh, I was someone different, and I had different inspirations, and and just taking a very deep, hard look at that person and seeing what that person was inspired by and what they wanted to do, and kind of building building myself back up. Because when I watched your video on the, you know, about why you decided to keep the channel, yeah, it blew me away. Because when I watched some of the the earlier series of Brothers Green, to who you are now, the level of confidence, the you seem more certain in yourself, and it, it was it's, you, the transition is quite striking because mm. it's like you came into your own. And I, I mean, I've got an older brother, and I sometimes feel like I'm. I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I'm into his shadow almost. And I only became, like, I only experienced who I was by going my own separate way. And I went moved to another city and stuff like that. 
And I've often wondered, is that the same with brothers who do creative things like this? That yeah. sometimes you feel not hen- not controlled, but you know, I mean, you're you're certainly taking this channel to new heights and amazing levels. You know, and now that you've you know you've got a beautiful new family, you've become a dad. How has that then changed your opinion to cooking, to YouTube, to creative genes? You know, has it changed in any way? Has it? Yeah, I expanded? mean, I think, um, like you mentioned, I think both my brother and I, we kind of we never planned to to be together in business and creatively. Um, it was just life kind of brought us together. I don't think we were ready to be on our own early on. Um, but we never had planned that. It was like, you know, I had my own dreams of having a cooking show. And then all of a sudden we were living together and filming a cooking show together and and it was working. And then, you know, five years go by. So it's like you kind of hop on a journey that you're not expecting and you ride it. And it was great. Um, But I do think when, you know, when we look back, it wasn't Brothers Green was kind of its own separate thing. It wasn't truly like you said kind of coming into my own it it wasn't exactly what i wanted to do but i i was doing it because it made sense at the time but like you know as i started to really look at what i wanted it was different so maybe that's the confidence of of truly taking a look at what my values are what i'm inspired by um and that took me in a different direction. Uh, what was your second? What was your your second question of? Oh, like it was new perspective. Just, yeah, because it was kind of looking. I just I was interested in that transition where you yeah. know you and your brother had to kind of separate because I'd seen the, the the history you had and how it had changed from that to where you are now. But also because you've now got you know you you've become a father. How does that change you again? Does it just make you want it more? Does it make you more worried about the certain situation? Are you more focused? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I haven't got kids myself at the moment. So I could, I've only been, I'm only an uncle. Um, and I see the wonder of, you know, you know, playing, like helping out with kids and playing with them and all that sort of thing. How does that change you as a creative person now that you've got that level of responsibility? Well, you certainly have less time to be creative. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, I think the the biggest thing. I think it is a responsibility, and it, it it definitely makes. I feel more of more like more of a provider of like. All right, this is truly like I got it. This is for real now. You know, there's no fucking around here. <laughs> I've got a family, so there's a bit of that, and that drives you know my business in certain directions. So it's all sort of unfolding. Um, to be honest, you know, my baby's nine months old. So it's still I'm figuring these things out. It's unfolding. Um, but there's definitely a level of, uh, of responsibility that goes up, which I like, you know, I think if, if you don't like responsibility, you don't want to be a parent, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, I think there's a level of responsibility that then drives kind of everything everything that I do and, and the way my business looks. So how do you juggle that, you know, be, between being the creative genius, being the chef, build, you know, the recipes, the 
you know, then you're going and working, you know, maintaining the office, you're being the businessman, making sure the numbers line up to them going home, being married, being, you know, being the father. How have you found that transition of that kind of different, you know, because you were mentioned there about uh, maybe an identity, like you were going through that as well, but you know, do you just become more confident in yourself that you just know that you have to take this on because you're now providing for your daughter? Oh, I mean, I'm still figuring that one out. I mean, it's chaos for sure. It's definitely a transition. I think you learn to kind of accept, you know, before being a parent, it was just much easier to plan things, you know, because you knew like, all right, on Thursday, I could do this for as long as I wanted. Um, now with with a baby, and you know maybe this changes after you, your kids grow up a little bit, but it's just a little more chaotic. So you learn to kind of manage your time and and do things when you have the time. Um, so that's one thing. I, I'm still definitely learning. It's very it's difficult. Um, Creatively, I think one of the things that's been hard is that there's less time to to just cook and come up with, you know, just get in the kitchen and spend a few hours or a day just cooking. That was where I, a lot of ideas were generated. So maybe some of the more some of the ideas are coming more from uh, just out of necessity and survival, which is a lot of people in in this pandemic time are dealing with that as well. Um, but I also just have more time to think because, you know, you're, you're with a kid, um, you're with your baby or you're, you're pushing them in the stroller and, you know, you're, you're doing less, but you're thinking more. So that's been an interesting thing. I've had more time to just think about stuff, um, think about ideas in my head without actually taking action and being in the kitchen and doing things. So that's been an interesting transition. And I suppose that kind of also links into what you were saying earlier about the idea of knowing the skills, knowing, you know, using the ingredient to inspire you. When you come in, you know you've got to cook something quickly and you're not thinking, oh, I don't have that to make that recipe, but I've got that and, oh, I've made the bit of that. That can mix together. I throw a bit of this in, use the dressing I've created earlier. And I was, I mean, one of my questions was going to be about, like, how do you set your week, you know, like to ferment to create sauces? But like you said earlier, I suppose it's just whenever you've got time. Oh, I've got a bit yeah. of this, bit of that left. Let's mix the two and just get yeah, on. Yeah, it. it's definitely a bit of that for sure. When you have a baby, it's just kind of survival and you know, kind of getting things done. So, how would you? How are you going to? Are you going to do like a course on teaching people, teaching their kids, encouraging them in food? Because a big thing about being the you know at home just now with the COVID is a lot of people are sitting thinking. They're cooking with their parents. They're getting involved with food because, you know, they're at home all the time. So there's a lot more kind of kids are getting more interested in food. They're seeing what their parents are doing rather than yeah. turning up from school and the meal's ready for them. What, I mean, how would you advise parents to encourage their kids to get into food? You know, I don't know the answer to that because I am not there yet. I just have a baby. <laughs> um I'll tell you when I get there. I think I'm sure, you know, just having your kid in there, that's probably the best way. I got into food because my parents didn't cook. So that was kind of the opposite approach. I don't suggest that as a parent. But um, yeah, so I, I don't really know the answer to that. 
it's something I've been interested in is like now that I started improving myself, I want to to help others. And when I see kids and like my nephews were chatting to me about certain things and I always think, no, no, you can do that. Oh, I'll, you know, I can help you show it to do that. And, or I encourage them to think of an idea in a different way. And I thought I would have loved to have that when I was younger and you're mm-hmm. in the perfect place where you're going to learn that as you go. And it's, and you know, that photos you put up on Instagram, you know, like you've, you've got an amazing channel. You've got yeah. like a beautiful family. You're, Channels going from strength to strength. You should be so proud of what you're doing just now. Thank um, you very much. I appreciate it. I know that like, we're well over time. So, if you had to say to somebody listening, what would you want them to take from all this? You know, ignore all my waffle. What would you want them to know about cooking? Apart from coming to your channel and signing up to your, <laughs> to yeah. your trip. Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing, um, definitely been a theme today in this, in this chat is, you know, cooking is kind of a, a mix of philosophy and um, and skills. Um, you know, you got to get your mind right. You've got to you've got to break free of the fears that you might not know you have in the kitchen. But we all have this idea that cooking needs to be a certain way, and it doesn't. You know, we're just trying to provide and do it to the best of our abilities. Um, and by slowly building up some skills, you know, from one dish at a time, you you can become a better cook over time. Um, It's really, it's a very intuitive process. um, And it's very easy to, to learn quickly um, and, and become a better cook. So that's what I would, I would say. Love that. Uh, I mean, one of the final questions is if somebody wanted to come on to your show, you know, like look at your videos, um, you know, sign up to one of your courses, yeah. what would you advise them to start with? You know, is there are there videos that you're particularly proud of that you want them to go to first? Is there like a beginner's guide? Because there's an amazing amount of content there. And I was just bouncing from video to video. Yeah, you know, I I can't recommend anything because I, I like how people find my videos through different avenues or find my channel through different avenues. Like you found it through Sorted Food. It's incredible. There's no one thing. It's like maybe uh, you're looking up air fryers and all of a sudden you're fermenting, uh, uh, you know, soy sauce or something. So uh, it it doesn't really matter. Food is, you know, food is food. And, and however you're going to kind of find your way into it, everyone has different interests at different times. So I find it interesting. There's so much out there, like you said, and, you know, take your pick. Well, that's why I loved your channel. It's just whatever I was interested in or even thought about, there was a video on it. There was a series on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you could get lost in it. There was like this maze of like, Oh, one more, one more, one more. And, you know, you are doing amazing things. And this is how, I mean, I found you just randomly through that comment and I clicked on it. And um, before I knew it, you know, I've got another person for, I was desperate to get on the podcast because I could see that love, that passion that you've got in the things. And I thought he's just, his ideas, his philosophies are going to help so many people. And if I could even encourage two people, three people to come to your show, I know they're, they would love it. Um, yeah. How, but how can people find you? How can they get in touch? How can they sign up for the courses and that sort of thing? Yeah, I would just go to prohomecooks.com. Um, you can find my YouTube channel. You can find my courses there. My new course that I just launched is currently closed for enrollment, but it will open back up in a few months. So just keep an eye on that. 
Um, you, yeah, that's pretty much it. My Instagram is life by Mike G. Um, and come on into the beautiful world of, uh, pro home cooks. Well, that's it for another week. And thank you for listening. It's now time to take what you've learned and use it to develop and enhance your life with the key points mentioned. Listen, try it, embrace it, use it, and crush it. Now's your time to hit that next level in your life. If you liked this episode, then please leave a comment on the show notes or a review of the show on your podcast platform. Everything helps evolve the show. Until next week, keep seeking the next level in your life.